Hi, this is Wendy Whalen. Thank you for joining us on New Combinations. Tyler Peck. Yes. yes. You're going to make your first ballet at New York City Ballet. Or you have already made it. It's pretty much done, right? Yes. I know. I still, I wrote like an email to my friends inviting them. And I wrote, I'm making my first ballet for the New York City Ballet. And in quotes, it said, I still can't believe I'm saying that. So I'm so excited. I'm nervous and excited, but I can say I'm more excited Good. than nervous. I, I'm very excited. I saw little snips yesterday of the rehearsal. And I really didn't know what to expect because you are a woman of many styles. And I just, I was like, she can go anywhere. <laughs> so what's she going to do? But I knew you picked classical music. And I was excited that that was your base to do your first piece from. So I'm going to get back to more about the work, but I want to remind you of when we were roommates in Vail like 15 years ago. And I don't know how old you were, like a teenager, absolutely a teenager. And I remember we were both doing Morphosis with Chris Wielden, and you were the youngest and I was the oldest, and neither of us had roommates and everybody had to pair up as roommates. So they were like, you and Tyler. And I was like, okay. I mean, I don't know her very well, but, and you had this, you were so adorable and you were like sleeping in a bunk bed and you were like this little, you were like a kid I was babysitting. Yes. But like, so not though. You had this like kid cereal I and you were like, I'm cereal. having like cereal before we go take class. Yes. It was so funny. And that was my first real getting to know Tyler moment. I mean, I remember also hearing about you when you were in the school and some of the stagehands had seen your workshop and they were like, better watch out. She's really good. And I was like, who is this? You know, and they were like, she does triples all the time. And I was like excited to see you, but you were just so, you were such a kid when you came into the company. You were like 15. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like, like just wanted to watch you develop. I don't know if you remember this, but you actually made it a point to introduce yourself to me. And I will never forget that. Like, I try to make myself do the exact same thing to every new apprentice and that comes in the company because it meant so much to me that you you mm. took the time to welcome me. Mm. And I think that's, like, all you said. Like, I'm Wendy and welcome and, like, you know, we're excited to have you. And I think you even said if, there, if there's anything, you know, you can oh. feel free to, like, talk to me. I can't remember the exact oh. words, but... It really meant something to me. Wow. Yeah. Well, thanks for reminding me of yeah. that. I, I remember watching you and your your buddies, and I was like, this is the generation. This is the next generation, and what, what are they going to do? And, you know, everybody that enters the company at, a you know, these different periods of time really open up a new facet of New York City Ballet. So I just feel like every generation has their own occupancy of the company and they make it their own thing and I can absolutely say that about you there's so much to say but you have really led this company to another place that without your presence it wouldn't be quite the same you can talk about your musicality your versatility and that was just it's just like a, a different level but one thing I remember about when we were roommates is your mom was there my mom and I got to meet your mom and I knew your mom was a teacher, and we were talking about you 
in your jazz dancing days and or even like your Broadway when you you performed with the Rockettes Mm -hmm. in the Christmas show. And I remember distinctly your mom telling me back then in like 2008 or 2009, (laughs) and she choreographs. And I remember those words, and she choreographs. And I was like, wow. Like, what does she not do? So I just want to hear about your growing up time as a dancer. You started probably when you were like uh, six months old. (laughs) Your mom was a teacher. Tell us about, you know, just your basic, your beginnings and and you know, where you went to as a young person that kind of guided you to where you are now as an adult? So I did kind of start when I was, I say two, but just because I was babysat in her dance studio. And so as soon as I could walk, I was up trying to do whatever I thought dance was, you know, in the back. She always taught the more senior dancers. And of course, When I could actually do something, I was in a beginner class, but I would just mosey my way into her class and be in the back with the much older dancers trying. You know, she said, your sister was, she was behaved so well, and you were so misbehaved. Like, you just would not get out of the older kid's room. And so a lot of my growing up, I do feel like I ended up being placed with dancers that were much older than me, but it pushed me much sooner. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was really helpful in, like, my progression. And I remember those Morphosis days and finding out you were my roommate and thinking, oh, my gosh, Mom, like, I am rooming with Wendy Whalen. Like, what is going on here? I remember saying to Chris, "Does is Wendy okay with that? You know, like, I'm fine. Like, I look up to her, but is she fine with that? Um, it was funny. It was. Yeah. And I found out that both of our um, we had parents that were coaches, which was also my dad and your mother, mm-hmm. right? Basketball. Yep. yep. Um, but the and she choreographs part is interesting because she would always remind me of that. Like when I would need to do a performance somewhere, I would always say, okay, well, I, I need to pick who I want to choreograph on me. And my mom would always say, like, why don't you just do it yourself? And I said, oh, well, I don't choreograph. And she goes, Tyler, you have been choreographing at my studio since I was like 10 years old. She was having me do, you know, the little ones first, and then it kept getting up, and then I was choreographing. I would go home in the summers after when I was in the New York City Ballet, and I would choreograph like 20 dances for her, like something, a, a very large amount of numbers. But I didn't consider that really choreographing, you know. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I had ever done anything in ballet. Mm-hmm. And so... Is your mom basically, is she focused on jazz? No. Contemporary? Ballet? What is so she? So my mom is was is the ballet teacher. Okay. But her studio has everything. Mm-hmm. But she just does ballet. Mm-hmm. And it was the one I did not like the most because it's the hardest, let's be real. And, you know, so I would always try to get out of her class, you know. And she would say, well, then you can't do your jazz class. And I would say, okay, I'm feeling better or whatever have to have it your was. broccoli before your dessert. Yeah, she would say, this is where the <laughs> technique comes. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever mm-hmm. route you're going to go into, you have mm-hmm. to have technique. Mm-hmm. And thank God she did because I'd never be in the New York City Ballet. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was funny when thinking about what I wanted to do here, like you said, I could have gone in a bunch of different ways mm-hmm. for what style I wanted the piece to be in. Mm-hmm. And what I went back to was this is the New York City Ballet like the bread and butter is like the founders you know balancing it's classical ballet and 
we have so many new choreographers coming in that do so many of the other that I thought I want to continue trying to push classical ballet forward in the way I can as well mm -hmm. because I think that it's also interesting. So that was kind of why I decided for here at my home, that's what I felt I wanted to do for these dancers. You chose Polink. Yes. <laughs> and... Uh, it's a very meaty piece, mm -hmm. two piano mm -hmm. concerto. Is concerto it a concerto for two pianos? Yeah, yeah tell which... us about the music and why you were drawn to it. Yes, so it was funny. It was a conversation with a friend in deciding. Well, that obviously has to be the first step for me is what kind of music, and that'll tell me what the ballet is. Mm -hmm. And so I started thinking, what are my favorite ballets to dance? And I was like, okay, Allegro Brilliant, Piano Concerto Number Two. And all of a sudden, I was like, okay, there's some piano concerto cadenza type things that I love dancing as a dancer, and I feel like other dancers must love that too. So that was where I went with that. And then I just literally started searching on Spotify one night, like piano concertos. And this was, I think, the second one that I listened to. And immediately from the beginning I was like this is interesting the way it starts from the beginning it sounds like there's some importance and some weight from the very beginning and I thought okay this needs some heavy dancing which is what I wanted to do for here and then the more I listened I was like okay it's like 20 something minutes three movements and I thought that's kind of the perfect length for me, like anything more right now feels a little daunting. The longest I've done before this was 14 minutes and then 18 minutes. Just recently I did it in London. And I kind of used London as a tryout to see if 18 felt too long for me. And it didn't. So I was like, okay, I think I can handle the three extra minutes or whatever it is, <laughs> yeah. the 20 or 21 minutes. So it felt like a good piece that could have sort of an arc that I could show a bit of different qualities in, in the dancers. In. Well, when I watched yesterday, I literally thought, this music sounds like Tyler dancing. Really? Yes. <laughs> I thought, oh, piano, Tyler. Cadenza, Tyler. Yeah. Playing with rhythms, Tyler. I just felt like, of course, this music is her uh -huh. voice. And I saw dancers like Roman. Mm -hmm. And then I saw dancers like Mira and Chun. And mm -hmm. they're very, very different. different. And so I, I love that you can <laughs> bite off both sides of, you know, qualities. Something I also noticed was you were playing with the music and phrasing the choreography, which I don't always necessarily notice that when a choreographer is making something as clearly as I felt like you were giving it. You're known for your musicality. And it's like your, it's like your special <laughs> ingredient, like your your X factor. <laughs> it's your X. It's part of your X factor. Why do you think that is so strong in you? And is it you were born with it? Have you? Do you love listening to music a lot? Do you? How do you feel it? How do you hear it? Tell me about that aspect of your artistry. It's so funny because. I feel like, yes, I hear it so much. And then people ask, like, how do you do it? And I'm like, honestly, the music for me, like my mom would say, you were like eight years old doing a lyrical solo or whatever. 
and you looked like you were like 20 something like mm. I just felt the music so much like in my body mm. and the rhythms I, I don't know it's this feeling I have that I just think that that has like st- kind of stuck with me because it's never something I'm actually very conscious of mm-hmm. and that's I think the only reason I can choreograph is all I do is listen to the music and make steps that I think sound like what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. And so for me, the music's the most important piece of picking for a ballet because if I love the music, I know the steps are gonna flow out of me mm-hmm. in an easier way. Mm-hmm. Whether the score is tricky or not, because in this, it does do a lot of different things. Like it's very quick, then all of a sudden you can hear some like folk dancing that comes into it. And it sounds a little like I'm like, this sounds almost like kind of creepy at a certain point. So, but that just sort of showed me what to do with the steps. You know, it was Mm -hmm. like a guide to what I felt like I should do. And so I never noticed that or put it together too, but you're right. Choreographers don't always talk about phrasing so much. They leave it to the dancer. And I don't think I mean to in the Mm -hmm. room, but... I was specific, I remember, with the men yesterday about it because if they didn't do it that way, it didn't sound right to me. So you know, Yeah. So I had to say this is, th- I kind of sing it in my ear when I'm doing it. Did yeah. you study music? Do you play an instrument? Do you count? Do you read music? It's funny. I took piano. My grandmother, you know, gave me piano lessons growing up, but I was naughty and I didn't really learn to read the music and I just learned to memorize my hands you know Mm. I was really good at memorizing Mm -hmm. I wish I would have stuck with it but no I don't it's my ear and the more heart (laughs) in your mind yeah yeah it's so much a feeling Mm. to me do you feel as you've grown up and you've become a mature not like in that old way mature at all Uh you have so many years left as a ballerina but an experienced and just because you've done so much in your career already at this point have you felt your musicality bloom even more I mean I feel like I see it on stage all the time with your I don't know if it's confidence Mm -hmm. or just your mastery of your technique but it definitely feels like you continue to just, that flower of your musicality just opens up more and more. Do you feel that in yourself? I think, yes. I think artistically, you know, just I feel like life does something life. to, like, li- I mean, I remember when I started to become more musical <laughs> yeah. at a certain age. And I could hear music differently. Do you feel like that just with life experiences that change your, your ear? Exactly. I think that's a completely right you know things like injuries or things that I've gone through just recently with my dad like definitely they make me feel things differently and I feel like that vulnerability maybe that you get when you're older and you experience more definitely I think when I hope comes through my dancing but also I I think with each ballet I've choreographed I feel like I see it more in the steps I bring out. So I do completely agree with you that, you know, maybe I was musical too when I very first got into the company, but it was a different kind. It was more like technique-based and fast in this and like, you know, speed whiz kind of thing as opposed to now I feel like I have a deeper understanding. Yeah. 
yeah. of the music and my emotions. Sophistication feeling. with it. Yeah. 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 There's a sophistication. It's different than a like a, a muscular understanding or a or a bold choices. There's nuance and yes. in what I see how you are creating work with your own body and with on people. So Yeah. <laughs> I also felt watching your work yesterday. I, I had the thought of all the choreographers you've worked with or just the choreographer's work you've done. It's vast. I mean, the range and the, the number of creators you've embodied. How has that gone into your choreography? Because it doesn't look like you're doing anybody else's work. Uh-huh. It feels very you, but it, I can feel colors of different voices. Of course. I mm-hmm. think that, I mean, we have the best teachers here, right? Like getting to dance Balanchine's works, Robin's works, and then I've been in so many Wielden, Retmansky, Peck ballets, everybody else. Like, of course, every single person has touched me as a dancer. And I think also, you know, being a dancer and seeing the way they run the front of the room also has helped me know what how I want to be. Mm-hmm. Also just coaches that have coached me in roles and this has been my chance to kind of pass that on to the dancers because I want to also do things and tell them things that will be helpful in not just my ballet but that can carry them into their other works and so yeah I mean I I am like a sponge I love learning from the people in the front of the room so if this is my chance to sort of hopefully help them show that in my ballet, but also in their the rest of their career. Like, I love the fact that I get to do that. That touches on so many things because let's go back to COVID really quick. Okay. And just the fact that as soon as COVID hit, one of the first things I remember <laughs> is that Tyler's teaching class on Zoom. I'd never heard of Zoom. You were the person that started the Zoom phenomenon of teaching class, in my humble opinion. It's like you started that idea and you taught did you teach every single day I did. so there's like this the fortitude and the discipline that you showed during covid to the world and to so many people and how you built a presence through that was remarkable tell me a little bit about that how did you get called to do that and not only that but create a ballet with foresight that has just become like so epic. You really took COVID and you said, "Come on, on COVID. COVID, I want to fight with you. <laughs> like, like bring it on, COVID." You just really handled that masterfully. Mm-hmm. And tell me about those choices you made. So I also had never heard of Zoom like you, mm-hmm. but my sister was the principal of a high school, and she had to be on Zoom in one day. You know, she had to get her students still taking class. Mm -hmm. And my mother not only runs a dance studio, but she started a dance division at my sister's high school. And so she was teaching. And my sister Mm -hmm. said, well, school shut down. How fun would it be, Tyler, if, like, instead of mom popping on today, it was you that was teaching her high school students on Zoom? And I thought, okay, sure. Like, I have. So it's your sister's idea. And then I said, well, I bet there's a bunch of people that are at home that aren't on that Zoom. Like, maybe I've never done an Instagram Live, but maybe 
I can have them on the iPad and then maybe I'll just put the Instagram live on for anybody who's at home. And I thought, oh, maybe there'll be like 15 people. I had no idea how this thing worked, literally. Like people are like, we can't see your legs. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I've never used an Instagram live in my life. I'm just trying to, you know, be helpful or something, you know, just bear with me. But then I I realized that so many people needed that. And I had just come off of my major neck injury. Mm -hmm. And that was my main thing was I cannot take another amount of long time off. Mm -hmm. So I knew I needed to do class every single day and keep dancing. We had Mm -hmm. just done Swan Lake. I had Mm -hmm. come back. I was feeling so good. And there was a shutdown. Mm -hmm. So in a way, it was like a way to wake me up every day and keep myself moving because I knew all these people were counting on me. And so it was like just as much helpful and beneficial for them as it was for myself and keeping me motivated. And that's why I then thought, okay, well, Bill, we've wanted to work together for so long. We got a little snippet in Herman when he came, Herman Mm -hmm. Schwerman. But I know it's not ideal, but we're both free right now. And he was like, I said, would you want to? And he said, when when would you want to start? Or I said, when would you want to start? And he said, tomorrow, question mark. And I was like, oh, yeah, let's do it. So that's kind of how it came about. It was more just like I was like, I had just been off for nine months with this neck injury. I cannot take another year off. So COVID was the, it was such a blessing for me because I got to be with my family. I moved away so young. Mm-hmm. And I got a year with my family all in the same house. We're so close. Mm -hmm. And then I got to dance and be connected to so many people I would never get to connect with. And then I made this work with Bill. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I can't ask for any more than those three things at that moment. You know, It's like finding the opportunity and then taking the opportunity and committing to it and then kind of shaking up the world (laughs) with it a little bit. So bravo, Tyler. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. I feel better when I'm dancing, and COVID was such a difficult time. It was literally the thing that kept me going was, Mm -hmm. you know, at least I get to dance every single day. But to that point also, you were teaching and dancing and producing, Mm -hmm. so multitasking, which I, as I was writing my notes for you today, I was thinking, Gosh, as a kid, she was doing jazz. She was doing Broadway here and there, maybe even like films a little bit in Mm -hmm, L.A. mm -hmm. and ballet. So you were multitasking from like (laughs) a (laughs) three-year-old and then multitasking as an adult at the highest level. And when I saw you leading the room yesterday, I just was like, wow, look at the kid that was eating the kid's cereal and sleeping in the bunk bed. And like, look at what she's doing. And how beautifully you're doing it. And, yeah, I don't know. You've been training for this for your whole life to be this kind of leader. So I just have to say I'm really super impressed with just the next gen. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks. And I feel Mm -hmm. excited because I felt like I was, it was like the perfect time. Like I just feel ready enough. Yeah. To make this work here. Yeah. And for a you while, know? we had you on the radar. Yeah. We were like, oh, Tyler's making stuff. And yeah. we, you know, and I remember your mom saying, and she <laughs> choreographs for like 10, 15 years now. And it was just, is she ready? Is yeah. she ready? And it just felt like you were ready. And then, then you're really, you're really ready. No, I feel like 
this was the right moment. And I yeah. will never forget, I was in Berlin when you called or you texted me, mm-hmm. would you have time? And I said, I'm in Berlin. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was I was concerned something was wrong. And you said, oh, no, I'd just like to ask you something. And we, I think we FaceTimed maybe because maybe FaceTime audio, I think, yeah. because I was in Wi-Fi. Yeah. But I remember just sitting there because I just, you asked me, would you want to make a work for the company? And mm-hmm. I thought, I so wasn't expecting mm-hmm. that at that call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so glad it's coming right now because I feel like now I I was ready. After I I made a few, mm-hmm. and each one I felt has been an improvement, and I just mm-hmm. feel like this was the time that it felt right for New York City Valley. So it worked out perfectly, mm-hmm. Wendy. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about your designs because you really seem to have as soon as I called you in Berlin you were like okay (laughs) this is what we're gonna do you just seem to kind of put your pieces together quickly tell me about your choices and and who you're working with on this piece so I think the first person I reached out to was Brandon Sterling Baker who kind of everything I've ever done has been with him so bar project we got a hold of Brandon I did a show and the music center in like 2016 I want to say he did that I knew I wanted to work with people I felt very comfortable with because mm-hmm. I make my best work I think when I'm not feeling judged or this or that like I just wanted to feel surrounded by those staples mm-hmm. and with the costumes I didn't know who I wanted to necessarily in the very beginning but I knew what I wanted like meaning I knew I did not want extravagant costumes and I wanted it literally to be like some kind of chiffon skirt type Mm -hmm. thing that was you know again some of my favorite ballets to dance Mm -hmm. in where it could focus on the dancers and the work and not distract Mm -hmm. and so I remember when my very first conversations with Zach Poson who was going to design these costumes I was thinking of him but kind of too scared to ask him because I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not super friendly like I you know we say hi but I don't know him well enough to just call him up mm-hmm. and he approached me at a gala and said you know you're working he was like if you ever want to do something it'd be so fun and I was like actually <laughs> I wanted to ask you about something and he was like oh okay and so we got on the phone and the first thing I said was Now, I don't want this to be something extravagant Mm costume-wise. So if that's not something that you want to be a part of, I totally understand. Yes, I want gorgeous costumes and then to look beautiful, but, you know, this isn't for a fashion gala, and I want it to be more about just the dancers. And he was like, I think that's a great idea, and I think that I still would be so, like, interested in doing that. And so that, to me, was very exciting because I thought he one understands and appreciates ballet and this company so much he comes and watches all the time obviously with Harrison he really understands the company and I thought that kind of sounds like the perfect person to do this somebody who knows the dancers individually he loves the company and he's very generous in it not being about him he wants to serve it feels like I always feel that energy from him yeah and so it felt like this is the perfect match and the first thing he asked me for was the music you know I said I don't have any steps yet 
but I know the music. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, send it over. Mm-hmm. And then what was so great about this process, which normally doesn't always happen, is that there was enough time because I started it right before Nutcracker that he could come into the room and see the steps before he even designed. Because a lot of times the designers have to start doing something before their steps made. Mm-hmm. And so this was nice. He was in the room like my first week of rehearsals. Wow. Yeah. So Have you seen any mock-ups? <laughs> Tell, I, are you feeling excited about what? Are you guiding him? Are you letting him guide you? You, you trust or you no, give your vision? I'm kind of letting him... I, I mean, I, I told him about, you know, I see some sort of chiffon-type beautiful thing that's mm-hmm. moving, mm-hmm. not something super distracting, beautiful colors that work with what Brandon is thinking. And mm-hmm. what's nice is we could all kind of talk from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like three different ideas. And I've seen the colors for sure, mm-hmm. and I, I love the colors. Okay. I have not seen anything on a body yet. But I've seen it on a, a mannequin, <laughs> and okay. the design looks beautiful. But, you know, obviously until we get them on the stage, will you really know? Yeah. And that's what I keep saying. Even if there are certain ideas that I think, maybe that's too much, I'm like, let's just get it on stage, and we can always, like, take away. Mm-hmm. So I remember asking you, either in the f- – no, I guess it was early Nutcracker, like, how – I hear you're almost done, Tyler, or something. You said something, yeah. and she was like, "Yeah, but don't tell anybody, yeah. because I still want to get rehearsals." Exactly. <laughs> like how how long? Did, and I asked you yesterday. Yeah. Did this just pour out of you? Because it felt like it poured out of you. It just felt like, you know, like when you dance, it just came. It just came flowing. And tell me about how quickly did, and how did it work in the studio for you? Yeah, it really was very fast because I remember. My father passed, and I had it, the next week I was starting back with this piece. Mm-hmm. And I remember writing our scheduling manager and saying, You know, I need Tuesday off because I didn't have any time to dive into the music like I would. Mm-hmm. And I said, I can't start until I've picked apart the music. Mm-hmm. And so I took that Tuesday mm-hmm. to literally sit with the score. And a friend who reads music mm. sat there with me. Paul Mejia actually gave me the score, and I have it. And we sat there and counted out everything. So I would go in on Wednesday with all of the counts that I needed. So I was I, wondering about that because yeah. I was like, how did, you di- how did you dissect this? Yeah, my first thing I do is I figure out the counts-wise, mm. and then I figure out who I want to dance to what sections. Mm -hmm. And that's all I go in the room with. Mm -hmm. I don't really go in with so many steps, maybe the very first day just because I don't want to feel judged in a way. And I'm so conscious of wasting dancers' time because sometimes in the room, I find sometimes with choreographers, you know, it can get like very lowly and I just, I don't like that feeling. So I always come in the first day with like a sequence that I start and then from there we move on. Mm-hmm. But it took 10 days, and it really did just flow out. like A 20-minute piece in 10 days. Yeah, it was crazy. I know. But I think it was so cathartic for me. It was like what I needed. I was able to just dive in, you know, whatever. We had six hours a day or something. I don't even know if that was right. but And I just 
loved every minute getting to be in the studio with the dancers. And I remember the first time I saw it after the 10th day, you know, it was so funny. It was like, okay, nobody really even knew the sections. I was like, okay, we're just going to go for it. I'll call it out. You know, I'll say, okay, now it's this part. Now it's this part. And so there was that excitement of people didn't really know yet where they were going. And they finished. And I just, it's like on video. I didn't even mean for it to be on video because I was taping it. But I just, then I broke down to them and I just said, you know, I needed this so much. And like, thank you for being so wonderful. Like, I felt them with me every single day, every hour. Mm-hmm. Even when I would say, I could tell they were having so much fun. Every time I'd say mark, mm-hmm. they weren't marking. Mm-hmm. They were full out. They were dancing. And that meant the world to me. You know, I love seeing them happy mm-hmm. and challenged and excited. Mm-hmm. And so every day that was it. I looked forward to it because I was so sad at that time, you know. But in a way, I feel like my Mm -hmm. dad, Mm -hmm. you know, he was so excited for me to have this opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I just think that I just poured that into the work, Mm -hmm. you know. And, yeah, I'm really, I'm really happy with it. (laughs) Beautiful, Tyler. Yeah. Something else I noticed yesterday was how... You, I, I know you do your tours, you do your own oh. projects, and you take a group of dancers with you from the company, mm-hmm. and I see you mentoring them, mm. like, on your social media and or just even in the studio here, but I could see you mentoring Mira mm-hmm. in the room, just say, tight fit, clean fit, da-da-da, yeah. just think about this, think, and you were just giving out these she's going to have this little Tyler bird on her shoulder for the rest of her life, you know? And I just wondered because you're so strong on your presence on social media, online, on stage as well. And just how you bring yourself into the studio, how important is it to be a mentor to you? It feels like it's another part of your X factor. I think it's so important. I mean, I always think everything I put out, I feel like there's a bunch of people watching this. So everything I put out, I'm very much, I want it to be me, but I also, I know that it's being looked up to by some. So I always say, I've always said, I never put out anything like my grandmother would not approve of, you know, and that's just, I don't really need to say that because that's just how I am as a person, but for me, it's, it is very important. And I had people like, like I looked up to you so much. I might not have gotten to say that, but watching you in the company, like I am such a visual learner. And so somebody like Mira, like, I don't know if she is, maybe she is, but I watched you like a hawk and the way you took care of like how you placed your feet in this was like a learning for me every single day. And, you know, different generations are different and they might be watching a different asset of ballerina Mm -hmm. but to me so much of what a ballerina and what makes an actual ballerina is their feet and the Mm -hmm. way they place it and how careful it is and so Mm -hmm. I want her to have that Mm -hmm. you know and so many of my coaches said Mm -hmm. that and Heather Watts Mm -hmm. you know that's Mm -hmm. all she talks to me about literally feet 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 so it's just ingrained in me and how you have to think about it all the Mm -hmm. time and Mm -hmm. continue working on it so you know why do you learn all of these things and this knowledge if you can't share it? So I feel like I 
better share it when I can. <laughs> but it seems like it fuels you. Yeah. And, and, you know, the daughter of a coach yeah. and a teacher and the sister of a principal. Yeah. And you take your leadership seriously and it shows and it seems like it, it's, it fuels you as much as it fuels the people that you share with. Watching like the transformation after you do tell somebody something and mm -hmm. then seeing mm -hmm. how much something so little, mm -hmm. like the difference it can make. Mm -hmm. Like I do get a lot of joy out of that. So thanks. <laughs> thanks for saying that. I'm glad it comes across that way. I feel that way, but you know, it's nice to know that you, you feel that way too. Yeah. I just, to me, that's like real, that's real grace. And that's that's you, Tyler, and I'm, I'm so excited for your premiere, February first. Yes. I hope everybody gets a chance to see this. And um, do you have a title yet? I do. Okay, you <laughs> may, you can tell us, or you don't no, have to tell us. I think it's fine um, okay. to tell you. I went with simple, mm -hmm. and I think that the music was kind of my, you know, muse in a way before I got the dancers in the room. So I stuck with. This composer called it this piece of music for a reason, and so it's just going to be called Concerto for Two Pianos. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, come see Concerto for Two Pianos February 1st, followed by numerous performances after that, and after that, and after that. And Tyler, I'm so excited for all, all that you have to come in your life, creative-wise and performance-wise and leadership and everything, and the next gen is <laughs> killing it thanks Wendy yeah. this was so fun just yeah. to get a moment to sit in yeah. a conversation with you yeah so, well now you've got to go to rehearsal so. yeah I do <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> thanks Tyler thank you thank you for listening to City Ballet to stay up to date on episode releases be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts we hope to see you soon in the theater so head over to nycballet.com to have a look at what's on stage.